I want you to turn in your Bibles with me to Romans 10, 13. And I'm just going to ask you questions, the same questions that God already asked us. And I, I want you to ask yourself these questions as we're going through this, because that's what God was trying to do, was prompt our hearts and our minds and our thinking. Right now, Fellowship Baptist Church supports 51 uh, different countries, uh, our missionaries in 51 different countries, over 100 missionary works around the world. If you were here this past Wednesday night, uh, or Wednesday night and then this past Friday night, we had an opportunity of kind of sh- sharing with you that vision of where God has allowed us to get into the places and things like that. But we have this verse that probably you were told the day that you accepted Christ. Romans 10, 13, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. We sit back and say, praise God for that. Whosoever was not limited to race or color or dialect or how much money you make or anything like that. It didn't depend on your background or how long you've been in church, your sin. But in verse 14, how then shall they call on him whom they've not believed? Bible just makes it this simple. How? In the world, the only reason that you were able to call out to a God is because somebody stood before you and loved you enough to point you to the scriptures. And how shall they believe on him whom they have not heard? You know, people have asked me the question. and said, what happens to these people around the world that have never heard the gospel? You see, God had a plan. It was never for us just to take it in and receive it to ourselves and keep it to ourselves. He said, no, I've always had a plan for them to hear the gospel. And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? So let me ask you guys the question of how. This isn't, this isn't my question. And that's, that's why every time we stand behind this pulpit, we bring you straight back to Scripture. Now, I, I, just as a testimony here, how many of you have been in part of missions in the past? Raise your hand right now. now you, your hand's going up all over. Me and my wife have been part of missions because the question was asked to us, how will they go? How will Brother Greg go and Brother Shane go? And How's Brother Chris going to go to Honduras? How are these guys going to go? How in the world is it possible? Unless somebody is willing to sacrifice of themselves to help them to go and to send them. How? I know we sit back and say, well, somebody else will do it. God says it wasn't the job of somebody else. God called us to be his ambassadors and the senders of these missionaries to go. We don't like talking about this, but the bottom line is they can't have airline tickets without money. They can't have the tools to build a church without money. They can't purchase Bibles or purchase a home or turn on the electric and do the things that they have to do. All of this stuff is what we call missions. We support missions through faith promise, which literally is us stepping out on faith, committing to God. And I'm going to ask the men, they're going to make their way down the front. and They're going to give you a faith promise card. This, is, this isn't just something we do. This is, this is the, the heartbeat of the church. This is the foundation of what we do. And I, I want everyone to take one of these cards. And I know this is the decision that a lot of you do as a couple. But the men are going to go ahead and pass out these cards. And here's a couple of things that you need to know about this year. Number one, as we collect these cards and as we pass out these cards for our faith promise missions, you need to know that this will be the first year and hopefully the only year that we run it like this. But we are asking for this year, the commitment's going to be for a year and a half, not a year. You're sitting there scratching your head saying, why is that? We have ran ours on a year basis all this time, but God laid it on our heart to kick it up a notch when it comes to our evangelism. And next year, during Easter, 
we're going to be putting our Christmas drama at Easter. The reason why we're doing that is because we will not have to fight with weather. We will not have to fight with the, the credit, uh, crowded schedules that go on at e uh, Christmas time. We'll be able to go into that and be able to give them the gospel. Easter Sunday is the number one attended Sunday of the year, naturally, without even having to promote. It, it's just people looking for something. We want to take advantage of that with giving them the gospel and pulling them in the weeks before with our, or with our Easter drama, if you will, instead of Christmas drama. In efforts to do that, we have to move our, our faith promise six months so that we're not conflicting doing two things at the same time. So that's why we're doing this. It really won't make a difference other than the fact that when that number hits, it's just going to roll over six more months. But we do this. You do not have to place your name on the card. You will not get an invoice. We will not track you down. This is you stepping out on faith, trusting God to support missions. Some of you have been doing this for years. Me and my wife have done this since the day we've been married. We've, we've gotten behind missions and supported it. Some of you, this is going to be brand new, but let me tell you, the Bible says without faith, it is impossible to please him. Impossible. And in the world that we live in, we are so distracted by stuff. And this stuff that is all around us that we will sacrifice. Me and my wife went out the other day. We went to Best Buy to get a TV. Have any of you bought a TV lately? Oh my goodness. The guy was coming out saying, do you want a smart TV with 4K, 4,000 pixels, all this other stuff? I just said, dude, I just need a TV. I remember when I went in there before and it was just, how big do you want the TV? And now the thing talks back to you and does all this stuff. Before long, my wife left me and she came back and I said, she said, did you find one? And I was pointing at this big thing and I said, this does this and this. And she says, why do we need that? Do you realize that's the world that we give in? We're willing to sacrifice for talking TVs that all it does is pull our time more and more away from the things that matter. But when we talk about souls and eternity and salvation and the hope of the gospel, we sit back and just say that I cannot give. Shame on us. Shame on us. I tell you, I love the blessings that God has put in our lives. But if those blessings begin to trump the calling of God on our lives, then we are messed up. The Bible says the greatest gift he gave us was love. The greatest of all these gifts in Corinthians, he said the greatest of this is love. Then I read in John three sixteen when he says, for God so loved us that he gave his only begotten son. Then we call ourselves Christians because we follow after his pattern and yet we're not willing to sacrifice then we need to pull back that word Christian because we're not being Christ-like if we cannot sacrifice for those that we love. I know that this is not the message, and I am way too sick to bring the message. But I want you to know this. I don't believe that God has blessed our church for years and years just because we've had a sign outside or because we come in here and sing songs. I believe that God has blessed the people of this church and God has blessed the ministries of this church because we give of our heart to what matters most. People matter to God. And the souls of all these faces on this stage matter to God. And when God calls me home, I don't want to drop my head in shame because I wasn't a good steward of the money that God has given me. Every dime that I have belongs to God. And I give from my heart and I love it. And you cannot outgive God. So I want you to pray about this. 
And I want, you to, I want you to stretch your faith and step out. Last year, we raised our goal, and thank God. Our goal is to be able to not only bring on more missionaries and send more out, but to raise the existing support that we have of our missionaries. It's getting tough out there, and they're coming back off the field. May they not have to come back off the field because we have an extra TV and an extra cell phone and everything else because we weren't willing to give of ourselves to keep them there to do the work.